Hey, I'm Jeanette, professional ballerina and soloist with Bearish Stotts Ballet. And I'm Min, a non-professional adult ballet beginner and the boss lady at Cloud and Victory Dancewear. And this is Blab Swans, a podcast where we talk about all things ballet related. Hey guys, welcome back to Blab Swans. Hi. Today we're going to be talking about eight tips that we came up with for dancers to grow their Instagram. And this is relevant for me as a dancer and also for men as someone who runs a small business. Yeah, and I think um, I think everybody is on social media right now, so I feel like this topic is very relevant. <laughs> Obviously, um, I mean, we both met on social media. We both met on Instagram. Yes, we did. Um, I The way I tell it, I stalked Jeanette. <laughs> we did. She might have another version, but that's my version. <laughs> I don't think you stalked me at all. But yeah, we didn't meet each other until after we've been talking on Instagram. So you can make friends that way. Yeah, and I think we've both gotten like a lot of opportunities from Instagram. You know, a big chunk yeah. of my business is from Instagram. And I know you've, Jeanette, you've uh, connected with like lots of different creative people, like photographers and things like that on Instagram as well. Definitely. So, you know, it is like an important social media tool. And, you know, I guess some people would say an important way to... Or not, I wouldn't say important, but like a good way to for people to find opportunities as an artist and grow their careers in certain mm-hmm. ways. Brand build yourself. Yes, exactly. We're going to be sharing four tips each. Um, Jeanette, what, what kind of tips will you be sharing before we go into them? Yeah, so mine are going to be a little bit more um, practical tips as a dancer from that perspective, like policy stuff. And mine are going to be a bit more on like the marketing side, you know, the stuff I've learned um, doing social media, doing CNV, Instagram stuff for a long time and, you know, figuring out what works and how to make it work. Yes, tell us please. <laughs> yes, we will let you know all the secrets. Well, eight of the secrets. <laughs> and we hope you find them eight helpful. Them anyway. <laughs> um, Jeanette, you want to start? What are yeah. your first two tips? Yeah, sure. So... Uh, the first I think is really important, which is to make sure that you know your policy uh, for taking photos and videos and where you can do that and uh, all that kind of stuff with your company or school. It's really important because otherwise you could get asked to take it down and it's a bit embarrassing having your marketing people come to you like that. And I've found that a lot of the time music related policies are stricter, um, like recording an orchestra can be a problem. Um, especially actually using their music. Also, sometimes the pianists, they don't like that. Uh, We've actually gotten emails from whichever company I've been in before uh, that we could get sued if we use the music. So you have to be very careful. Um, And lastly, on that note would just be to come across professionally, however, or, you know, as a student, even how you word yourself and you represent your school and your company. So when you mean word yourself, do you mean like in the in the captions that you accompany with your pictures? Is that what you mean right, by yeah. word yourself? Right, yeah, kind of like the captions in your stories. Just make sure you're not, you know, slandering the company or the school that you're in. You should represent them well. Because when it stays on the internet, you know, and it gets disseminated, everything. you can see. And, you know, it, when it is your Instagram and you're using it to as a dancer, that's your professional reputation. It is, exactly. Um, it, yeah. Once it's up there, it stays up there. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I remember even some some choreographers don't like their works posted on social media or too oh, much yeah. of their works and things like that, right? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I think most of the time companies, um, I don't know about schools, but companies, they do make you aware of the fact that this um, choreographer, for example, will not allow any photography or video outside of what maybe the company does for their social media. So you're not allowed to post stuff until after the premiere, for example, of a new piece or something. Uh, and then the second one that I have, which is pretty straightforward, which is just don't film others and post it without their consent, because that's not cool. Um, I don't think anybody wants to have something put up of them that maybe they don't really like of themselves. So just, I yep. would be very conscious of your angles and if people are really in focus, if you can really tell who those people are, you should make sure that they're aware of it and make sure that they're okay with it. So how can people do that? Do you just say maybe before class, just say, is it okay if I film? Or do you go up to people after class and just say, I want to post it? Like, how would, how would that work, practically speaking? I mean, for me, I never do stuff like that because I'm really easily embarrassed. So <laughs> it would scare me to, like, try to film a big group setting. But... I would say, like, if it's a class or something or a rehearsal, you should just go up to people after and double check because maybe you don't even like the video anyway. Um, I would say mostly it's more just afterwards. If you've filmed them and you like this of yourself, then say, like, hey, you're kind of in the back of this. Do you mind if I use it? And usually people say okay, but it gives them an out in case they say, oh no, I look bad and I don't want that on the internet. You know? have, have you done that before? Have you said, oh, I'd rather not, you not use this or maybe blur out my face or something? Um, not actually from other dancers because I find that dancers usually have a better sense of what is acceptable or not but like I've had to tell the social media teams before please never post that anyway because <laughs> <laughs> they do kind of ask our opinions on things um you know as they should uh, and sometimes they're not so good so. oh you mean like oh your company's social media teams you mean yeah I mean sometimes these people are great so don't get me wrong but sometimes they just make a mistake and you have to tell them please don't <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's tricky when, um, if the social, you know, it's hard to find social media people who also know about ballet. So, yeah, if you're like a to know both. if you're like a digital marketing person and you don't actually know that much about ballet, it's kind of hard because a picture that might look nice to you, uh, of and course. but but when you're like when like a picture that would look nice to you may not look so great for the dancer who might be like, oh, I'm off my no. box or something. <laughs> Well, it can be a completely terrible moment, actually. You'd be quite surprised. Like, not even anywhere close to the position. But they're like, oh, it looks pretty, though. I'm like, okay, but I'm in no discernible position whatsoever, so... I mean, I mean, as is a sign not to get too off topic, but this has happened, like, in photo shoots where I've had to convince dancers that, like, mm. the picture of you not looking perfect is actually a really nice photo. And it... Because oh, it yeah, is... I've you know what I mean? Sometimes. So it's kind. Yeah, of, I mean, this is this is not the same thing, but I just I rem I know sort of that sort of finding that balance. But I think it's a bit different when you are, um, when a photo photo is being posted of you while you're actually say dancing in a ballet and you want to be seen as yeah. having that good technique. Of course, yeah. So then, what are your first two? So my first two tips, the first one, I think, is seems very simple, but is, you know, probably the most important tip, which is to post regularly. Because if you want to 
you know, have a presence, you have to have a presence by building a presence. And that means um, posting regularly on your feed. Um, maybe you can try and maybe on your stories as well. And posting regularly doesn't have doesn't necessarily mean having to post like three or four times a day. You know, it could just mean, say, I'm going to decide to post maybe three times a week or five times a week. But the important thing is to regularly have content out there so that people can discover you. Because if you want if you want to grow your following and you want to be seen as a brand in a sense, because as an artist, you are your own brand, you have to have things for people to see. So if you're not actually posting regularly, then people have nothing to see. And um, so, I mean, it seems really basic and really simple, but it's true. You know, post regularly on your feed, on your stories, on your Instagram. Maybe you can even try IGTV. Um, but yeah, maybe just... You don't have to be so hard and fast about it where it's like, I have to post, like I said, three or four times every day. But maybe say, I'll post three times a day. Maybe I'll try to post on these days. And if I, maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and if I don't make it those three days, it's fine. Maybe I'll try posting another day. Maybe some weeks I will post two times a week. Maybe some weeks I'll post five times a week, depending on how I feel. But the important thing is to, um, you know, make, is to make sure that you are consistently putting up content on your Instagram feed. Yeah, I'm not always the best at that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I remind you because it's, and I think this yeah. will come back to a later point, but you'd be surprised how many, like, people find dancers' lives very interesting, even if it's something really, really small, like... We think it's mundane. Yeah, like, you, even if something you think is mundane, I'm just doing my toe exercises, or I'm just putting on my point shoes, or I'm just eating. People find it interesting. Like, you'd be surprised. Because <laughs> dance is yeah. seen as such, like, ballet is seen as such, like, mysterious art form. Mm. that you know anything you put out there is um most of what you put out there is interesting and which leads into my second point which is how do you actually post consistently because it is really hard to keep up with posting regularly if you're constantly thinking that oh i like say you decide i have to post three times a week and then the day before like an hour or like on the day of you're supposed to post you're like i don't have anything i've got to think of what to post now and so what to do to you know make it easier for yourself to post regularly is to batch your content. So um, it also helps you to make sure that it doesn't become too stressful posting. So you say if you maybe film yourself in class, you know, with people, of course, it's with consent, like you said, Jeanette, or maybe yourself in the studio, maybe film like um, 30 minutes of your rehearsal. And then from that 30 minutes, I'm sure you can find maybe five minutes of that that you like. And since Instagram videos on the feed are about one minute long so cut that into five little one minute videos that you can spread out um, maybe throughout a month or two months to post and you can do that with say different rehearsals because obviously if you're in a school or you're in a company you're rehearsing all kinds of different things so maybe film a couple of your rehearsals you know find little clips in them that you like and then cut them out and then you know post them spread them out throughout you know the weeks or the months or however and you can intersperse that with maybe more spontaneous content, like you feel like, I just want to take a picture of myself in my little chart today. I'm looking cute. Yeah, looking cute. Post that. And then, you know, on days where you're like, oh, I don't really feel like I have that much to post. Hey, you have that video you filmed two weeks ago that you can just put up. Right. Um, you know, that way it helps social media not, becoming, not become too all-consuming, but then at the same time, you still have content to keep posting. Right. Actually, yes. that really leads very well into what I was about to say. Um, for my third and fourth tip, 
uh, speaking of not letting it be all consuming, um, you should make sure that social media doesn't become more important than your actual art form. Um, so you should make sure that you're always walking the walk. You know, you say that you love ballet, so you should take the same amount of time, but actually much more time, <laughs> making your dancing good rather than just what you post on the internet. And on that same note, I would suggest trying your best not to let it become stressful, which would go back to maybe thinking about batching your content, like Min said, um, so that you have stuff ready so that you don't feel stressed about posting regularly because posting regularly, like she said, is important to have your presence known. Um, um, yeah, I mean, if you're like always running out to, if you're like half in your mind rehearsing, like if you're in a class and you're all, all you're thinking of is, oh, I have to go and like f- learn this like new TikTok dance or whatever so I can post it on Instagram, <laughs> then you so that you can't focus on class, then that's not a good thing. I mean, because- TikTok dancing. <laughs> Which I, I have not even tried. Like, I don't have the energy to try that. But I, I know either. some people... No. But I know that, like, some people are really into that. And it is fun. But if you're thinking too much about, like, what you have to do with your social media versus, like, you said, you know, actually focusing on um, why you post on social media and it's because you're a dancer, mm-hmm. then that's a relationship you have to rethink. Right. Because... I mean, um, I remember back in the day, um, I remember when... Instagram was a new thing. I am that old. I remember before <laughs> all of this happened and before everyone was trying to be insta famous. <laughs> uh, so then Oh, oh sorry, no, I thought ahead. that was going I thought that was going somewhere else. Like I thought you had like No, a story. no, it's not really going anywhere. <laughs> no, not really. No, no but I'm I think... just old. I'm just pointing that out. I'm older than you, so you can't say that. I know, but a lot of these kids who are listening probably cannot even imagine that. Um, But yeah, I think we're both in agreement on this, that, you know, that social media should be a supplement to your art. It shouldn't actually be your life, like you said. Um, Like, I think I mentioned to you, like, even from my perspective as a business, even though social media is, forms a big part of my marketing, if I don't have a good product, then... I can do all the marketing in the world, but if I don't have a if my if my products are bad, then people will not come back and buy them. And I can spend all this time doing social media, but if I have a reputation for like the really lousy products at the end of the day, you know, or not putting in care and and giving quality products at the end of the day, people are not going to buy them. And I think it's the yeah. same thing as a dancer. If you spend so much time just making a nice social media feed and making yourself insta famous, but you don't actually have the goods to deliver in terms of, say, being a, a artist with good work ethic, then, you know, you're not going to get those opportunities. Yeah. I mean, I think I... Um, I know most professionals are really good about that, of course, but I think for maybe younger, more impressionable people, that might be kind of something to think about. And... Mm. Um, yeah, of course, the reason why you do ballet is not just to post really pretty photos on Instagram as much as maybe we all like it. People do love the ballet on Instagram, for sure. Yeah, people do love it. It is nice to see, like, a really well-aligned arabesque that's just the alignment of just course stands, the legs along. You know, it's, it's really nice to see. Yeah. 
It is. So, you know. Uh, and then the last thing that I just wanted to mention was talking about um, giving credit to whenever you post either professional photographers' photos, which is very important because, again, that can be something that goes against your company or school's policy to not give credit to their photographers. Yeah. Um, also, it's just the nice and right thing to do to always make sure you give credit. And if you aren't absolutely sure, you can say source unknown, but you shouldn't have that be your go-to. You should make the effort to know who's taking the photo. Yeah, that's um, really important. Yeah, it is. And always that kind of comes and loops back around because, like, I started doing some of these, like, photo shoots and stuff outside, um, actually because of friends, like, mutual friends. But then from there, it became just from Instagram and, like, the fact that I did give credit to photographers, that was kind of an important thing for me. And so I think other professional photographers respect that and they see that and then they're more likely to want to work with you. Um, I think for younger dancers, that's something that they're into. So that's a thought. And also, whenever you're wearing something, I would suggest giving credit to those businesses, uh, especially small businesses, because, first of all, you're helping them out and you're giving them the attention but also it can help you because it's good for them to know that you're wearing their stuff and you never know sometimes um business relationships can happen or things can loop back around to you as well so yeah I mean for sure like as a business as a small business I've totally like I really appreciate it when my customers tag me but it's also really nice because then I just mm -hmm. I can discover people and um you know exactly. I think like you said um uh, you can actually get a lot of opportunities that way because if a small business sees you wearing their stuff and they appreciate it and they like it, they might reach out and say, hey, we want to work with you. Maybe more you're a model or can we send you some product to review? And yeah, or, or even just beyond that, I think because social media is really part of community, I've just gotten to know some of my customers. Like I've gotten really friendly with them because I see them like wearing my stuff and they tag me. And so when I so nice. when I when I see that they order something, I'll like write them a little note to say thank you, or maybe I'll like include like an extra yeah. once in a while, or maybe I include an extra sticker, or like I'll put in more care into their package because you know I really <laughs> you appreciate feel like you know them. Yeah, I feel like I know them, and I I have like a relationship with them, and it's just really nice in that way. That's really nice. Yeah, I just think it's nice karma anyway to, like, help give credit to other people, and it can always come back to you as well, so it's a two-way street. Yeah, it's I mean, to... I mean, you know, it's like the thing where you don't expect it to come back, but it doesn't hurt to be nice, yeah. because by being exactly. nice, you know, you put yourself in a position where nice things can happen to you, right? Like you said. Right. And also, I can reach far beyond me and keep on tagging people in my posts whenever I <laughs> yeah. have something that I have on and hope to God that someday they see me. <laughs> <laughs> I want some free sneakers. Thanks. <laughs> okay. But it's, it is true, like, it's, especially because, like I said, people, non, even, um, how do I put this, like, businesses which are not dancewear businesses they think that ballet dancers wearing their things are the coolest things ever and so even do. if you don't get an opportunity from them um if you tag them they could share your post and then that would help with your visibility and your reach too so yeah that's really true yeah um so what are your last two 
tips. So、um, my third tip is to let people into your journey, which I think is actually very important because if everybody on Instagram is posting the same thing, say everybody has that crazy arabesque, or maybe you don't have the crazy arabesque that other people have, then what is it? Of why you have to give people a reason to follow you? You you have to do something that is. A bit different from what everybody else is doing. Um,、mm-hmm. um, for example, when I started my business, I am one of I think the few ballet. I mean, like every other ballet small business seems to be run by a、like、ballet dancer. I don't have. I can't post myself in my product. I had no connections to the industry. I didn't know anybody, so I just started. I guess posting things. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> I started posting just like really fun memes and you know things that were sort of chronicling like my struggles with ballet, but in a really fun way, and that sort of became a point of difference. And that kind of became a point of differentiation for me because I was doing it when in a time when you know on social media and in general ballet was very proper, even though dancers are people and we all kind of struggle with the same thing, and so people really appreciated that. So. You、yeah. know how that translates to you as an individual dancer is, you know, if everybody's posting like a sky high at arabesque with like an inspirational quote, then, you know, what what why is and if you're doing the same thing, then why would I want to follow you as a Instagram, you know, as somebody on social media? So you know, let people into your journey. You have to let people like find out who you are, and you don't have to like be super different from everybody else and go crazy with it. But just you know, if you just let people into your journey and let people know about you and let people find out who you are and like why you dance and even like what you do in your day, even small mundane things like that. Or if you have a, if you're you know, uh, have a rehearsal where you're falling off your leg, maybe, you know. You, if you feel comfortable, you could post something like that, and people will be like, "Oh, you know, she's human, and she's really, or he or she is relatable, and they struggle with stuff that I struggle with too, and maybe I can empathize with that, and I want to follow them, or like, I just like, or maybe you post stuff about your day on Instagram stories, people will be like, 'Hey, I just like following your day, and that's something different, and that's kind of why I want to follow you、yeah. because, um, if you just show people who you are as an individual, and because everybody is different, so don't be afraid to show people.'" Who you are and why you are different in a way that's of course comfortable, comfortable for you. Don't try to like be everybody else, like I said, and post high extensions、mm. and inspirational quotes if that's not who you are. I mean, if that's、right. what you want to do and you're、know、comfortable with doing that, then that's fine. But if you are, if you're thinking, how can I do something that's a bit different? Try to be yourself. Who you are is pretty darn good, and I think people <laughs> would appreciate getting to see that. That's really true. It's like knowing what you're selling. Like the product is you, and you're unique.、Um, exactly. Also, I don't want to like go off subject too much, but just really quickly because when we were talking about this, I thought back to、um, a blog that I had written. Right.、Uh, inserting my blog here, ballerinaandhome.com.、Um, <laughs> The <laughs> the thing is that I think also transparency on social media for ballet dancers is an important thing, not just for you as an individual, but as an art form, because it gets people interested, and then they might go to a show, and that's kind of something that helps、um, the art in general, and it continues to regulate itself. It it inspires students; they go, maybe they don't become professionals, but they become audience members. They're interested. They love something new. So actually, your transparency、um, 
and showing who you are on social media instead of just being something they can Google. They can Google ballet and see someone in an arabesque. Yeah. But they can't Google you as an individual being unique and it might inspire them to see ballet in a different way and really enjoy it. Yeah, and um, and how that goes back to building your brand is if that people see you as the gateway to make to ballet, that's only a good thing for you as a totally. It's only a good thing for your brand, and you know, I think from somebody who started as an adult dancer and had no clue about ballet, ballet always seemed like something that was very uh, highbrow and very inaccessible. And that's how mm. the general public views it. So the more you can make it accessible just by being you, the more people will learn how to appreciate ballet and appreciate you in that's turn. Great. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's great. And then my last tip is to experiment. And I think I've mentioned this a bit throughout um, my tips, but, you know, post different kinds of things and see what works. Um, I know that we said that everything lives on the internet forever, but you also have to remember that things on the internet move very quickly. So don't be afraid to try, like maybe I'll post some pictures of my dancing and see if people like that. Maybe I'll post some videos of my dancing. Maybe I'll post um, something else, like a video of me trying on the, uh, trying on leotards or just like ch- uh, chatting with my friends or something on Instagram stories and see how people respond to that, like different kinds of things. Or maybe experiment with captions. Maybe some captions can be short, like this is just me rehearsing. And maybe some, you could have a caption where you like, talk a little bit about your day or what motivates you or you know what you like about ballet or what you're struggling with just try different things and find what works for you and your voice because you know like I said the thing about internet is that it moves very quickly so if something doesn't work it's fine people just move on you know and then you know okay that doesn't work I'll try something else and I'll see and I'll see what people respond to um yeah, you can post something and say, let's say, and it only gets five likes, then, okay, you know, it's only got five likes, I'm not doing that again. N- nothing's going to happen, nobody's going to take a screenshot of that and be like, hey, you remember you posted that, it only had five likes. Like, nobody, you know, <laughs> nobody's really going to care in that sense because the internet moves so quickly. And the only time when something lives on the internet very long, I think, like we said, is if you've done something very inappropriate. But if you're just sharing things about yourself in, like, a responsible way and trying to... Uh, figure out how to let people into your journey. It doesn't hurt to just experiment. So when I say, ex- yeah, you can experiment with captions, experiment with the kind of content you're posting, and also experiment with like the different parts of Instagram. There's like the feed, there's the stories, there's IGTV. So maybe try minute long, you could try minute long videos of your dancing. You could try uploading like a five minute long video of your dancing. You could even try maybe doing say a mini, how I go about my day in the IGTVs, or you could split it up into IG stories, you know. Or how I prepare my point shoes, maybe. It could be an IGTV, IG stories, or on the feed, however you want to do it. There's so many different ways to use Instagram. And the they all, and like stories, the feed, and IGTV have their own strong points. And so if you're using them all together, um, you know, that's, you're giving more, you're putting, how do I put this? Then you're um, giving more people an opportunity to find out about you and about your brand. But at the same time, coming back to what I said, don't let it stress you out. If it's yeah. too much for you to do, focus on one or two things. Like maybe just focus on the feed and then maybe try to do like stories once in a while if it's too much for you and maybe forget about IGTV because at the same time, experimenting also means experimenting with finding your balance with it. If you are just posting everywhere and it's kind of scattershot and it's not with intention, then there's no point in like batching or posting regularly or experimenting because 
if it's not done intentionally and it's not done, um, you know, smartly, and you're mm-hmm. not trying to like figure out what works for you, then this, then you know, if it's all kind of scattershot, then there's kind of no point because it's not going to be effective. <laughs> That's true. Again, I'm not necessarily the best at this, but you're pretty okay i mean how else did i how else did i find you you know what i mean well that's true i suppose i have my moments but i'm not very consistent but no yeah i do i do keep telling you to post more but you know i understand as well and that's the other thing when you're a professional dancer it's a little bit difficult to post more when your schedule is like all over the place yeah honestly it is hard sometimes but i mean that's what we talked about isn't it like rehearsals and your job should be your priority of course it should. And yeah, again, that also loops back to don't break policies or show choreography that maybe you're not supposed to. Because that's <laughs> one of the big things for me is I'm always like, oh my god, am I going to get in trouble? Like, sometimes policies aren't even clear, you know what I mean? It's like up to interpretation, so it can be a bit stressful. But I think your tips were really educational, even for me. Hire me. Uh, I'm sure some of you guys felt that way. Hire you. Sometimes exactly. I look at people's Instagrams. I'm like, hire me. I would just do the thing. I know what to do. But anyway, you don't have time for all of that, though. <laughs> you have your own stuff to do. But yeah, I, mean, I it's, do. It's true, though. It's an art. The marketing. Yeah, I think it's just all about figuring out kind of what works for you and finding. Mm-hmm. You know, we keep coming back to the topic of balance. It's like the second time in every podcast. It seems like, but it is true. Balance. It's just about finding your balance. It is. Ha ha ha. Pun intended. <laughs> Finding your yeah. balance, yeah. But it, I mean, it's true, and I think, I think probably the most important things were kind of being regular about it and being yourself, which I think leapt out to me the most, personally. Yeah, and I think I'm going to remember yourself about policy because I think that's really important. It is. It's really, really important, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be that person. Don't get sued. <laughs> Not to scare you, but... Um. Yeah. <laughs> but a little bit, yes. A little but bit. a little bit, yes. Okay, so I think today was really good. Yeah, I, got, I think... I hope you guys found that helpful. Um, if you mm-hmm. would like to hear more tips from us about, you know, Instagram or social media, just feel free to let us know, and we're always happy to share the stuff that we've learned. Jeanette has lots of information. Mm. No, I think actually, I just want to hear you talk again. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what to do. Yeah, so I hope it was helpful, guys. Yep, and um, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and stay tuned for another yes. episode of Lapswans. Bye, guys. Bye.